In the words of my man Chewbacca, Welcome to the Father Bucket Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards. Bring that music in right about now. Yo, what's, what's, what's good? What's going on, people? It's the Father Bucket Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards. We in the building as always. Uh, no Vessi this week again. Uh, I think we'll be back next week, hopefully. <laughs> uh, still got my man Big Mike on the boards. Thumbs up. And uh, and what's 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 been go- what's been going on, uh, people? Uh, well, uh, just had some great shows out there in Chi Town, Chicago Improv. Well, I I call the Chicago Improv. Is called Chicago, not Chicago Improv, because it's uh it's out in the suburbs of Chicago in lovely Schaumburg. In lovely Schaumburg, it's out there in the burg of Shams, uh, which I notice a lot of the a lot of the improv um, comedy club chains are out in strip malls. They've actually figured out you gotta give credit to um, whoever was the um, brainiac behind creating that brand. They said, you know what? People love comedy. People love to laugh. Why don't we take a comedy club, the world famous uh, improv comedy club, and package it and send it to all these big cities, small towns. You know what I mean? So instead of instead of putting the the Denver improv smack dab in the middle of downtown Denver, it's out in the suburbs. The Chicago Improv is out in Schaumburg. Um, trying to think. Is it Houston? Houston? Well, they actually, all of them are usually out in strip mall areas. Um, which, which I wonder why. I guess they figure, you know, we can, uh, we can have the name by putting the big city Behind it, because you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily be as apt to run out to the Schaumburg Improv, you know, <laughs> you, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be as uh as focused. Like if if Gotham Comedy Club was not in New York City, and they but they said that you know New York City's Gotham, but it's really in Poughkeepsie. You know, I don't think people are gonna run out uh, to the PK to the C uh, to see it. Um, and I wasn't spelling it because uh, my C, it, it's terribly wrong. It's actually P-O-U-G-H-K-E-E-P-S-I-E, which is the C. Because the C, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, we had fun. I had a lot of fun out there. Uh, you know, I always have fun out in the um, Chicago Improv. Big up my man, Dave. Dave is a... Uh, he works the... Uh, Mike, you would appreciate him. He works the soundboards, man. He um He... Yeah, he he rocks the club out, and he uh he makes sure he's an old school hip hop head. So I appreciate it. anytime I go out there. Now he he plays music that that makes you feel like it's it's the beginning of your your HBO special, you know. <laughs> and and he, it's always something old school. Like anytime I go there, like first there's always a lot of love. Like he he usually will come scoop you up before the show, and so before the first show on uh. A Thursday night, excuse me. I didn't sleep as much as I wanted to last night. On uh on Thursday night, I flew in Wednesday, 
picks me up Thursday evening, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes before showtime. And it's all love. Like, yo! He's like, yo, man, I'm, you're back. You're, always, you're one of my favorites. I always appreciate that. You, who doesn't appreciate somebody saying you're one of their favorites, man? Uh, not just comedically, but just as a, as a good person. I appreciate that. I'm sure my parents appreciate hearing that uh, on this podcast because, because I know dad is listening up there in, in heaven because the, don't we all just think that people just go up and have the same exact habits that they had as earth beings? If you, if you subscribe to the whole belief in a heaven, when did it become everyone is just on a cloud? I'd love to... I have to do a study to, to find out. I'm probably not going to because uh, you all know I'm lazy. Um, but it's, it's interesting that we all think every people die and they're either down in a fiery pit. Uh, what do you do in a fiery pit? Like, do you are you shoveling coal to keep the fire going for the devil? Uh, when you go to heaven, are you just laying around all the time and you never have to roll the pillow over to find the cool part of the pillow because you're on a cloud, and so the cloud is just always cool and soft. What do you all think? Somebody tell me, please. So anyway, go to the club. We're headed over. He's like, "Yo, um, yo, what do you want? What do you want me to play?" I'm like, "Man, I don't know." Shoot, and because you're always thinking, well, "Yo, I'm a comedian. I could give a damn." What music you play? I'm not. I'm not dancing. I'm funny. I don't need music. But there is something to be said about coming out to a nice little ditty, a nice little ditty playing on the on the uh, old phonograph, spinning around as a, as it were. And so yeah, what did he? Oh, he was on a. He's always on an old school tip. So, um, in the car. Oh, you know he was playing. He's playing, uh, I was going to say the artifacts, but no, he was playing, uh, damn. Ah, same era. Not the artifacts, not the hieroglyphics crew. Remember hieroglyphics, uh, 93 and Tillin? They had this song. You never know. Like that, Anna. The hieroglyphics. Y'all go check out, go find this song, um, uh, uh, you, you never knew by the hieroglyphics, uh, and also, I think Dale, a funky homo sapien, who for some reason we all cared and had to know that he was Ice Cube's cousin. It's always funny when you find somebody, yo, yo, that's, that's, Dale is Ice Cube's cousin. No similarities whatsoever. Ice Cube, real hardcore Dale. A lot of people might know Dale from, uh, from uh, remember the Gorillas. Remember the Gorillas? He, uh, he was on that. He was on that joint. Um, so Dave, Dave, the DJ played, uh, you know, he was playing all weekend for me. He was playing. It ain't hard to tell Nas. I was in my Nas. I was feeling Illmatic, son. I'm, as a matter of fact, I was feeling, I'm still Matic. I was feeling Illmatic over the weekend. I'm still Matic, B. That's how I'm feeling right. Yo, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm a tall, I want to, I want to do all my, the entire podcast in Nas's voice right now. That's what I'm going to do because, uh, cause, yo, I heard he has this dope uh, documentary. I got to check out Nas's uh, new documentary because from what I understand, he, it um, it sort of documents. He goes back and discusses uh, how Illmatic came to be and also um, 
Here, let me see. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It's called Time is Illmatic. Time is Illmatic. Because that was, that was the name of the, in, in Illmatic, which was the name of his album. He, uh, he says, Time's in, in life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we put fly, because you never know when you're going to go. I think I'm allowed to say at least like one bar before we'd get charged for it, right? What's the rule? I never know. Yeah, some crap like that. You get 10 or 20 seconds. Yeah, Nas, time is Illmatic. It got 7.2 out of 10. And uh, on a, had a meta score of 72 on imdb.com. It's always nice seeing rappers transition into um into their their age, you know? Refreshing. You know what I got to do? I also, um, for those that don't know, I'm still uh, trying to think of uh, the name of the, the rap group that he was playing. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the podcast. I'm going to just blurt it out when it comes to me. Uh, was it Jurassic 5? Nah. Uh, dip, ah, damn it. There's a D in there. I know it is somewhere. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I like, I like watching, uh, rappers as they get older and, and mature because as I've said in the past, I feel like hip hop is the one form of, uh, entertainment where you are not allowed to get older. Like hip hop is, hip hop is really the pop, pop music in general, the pop music industry is youth oriented and youth based. On a side note, I hate when people say orientated. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a pet peeve of mine. I, I don't like when people say orientated, meaning oriented. I hate when people say, yeah, I have a bunch of ideals when they mean ideas. Um, but maybe I'm just being an uppity Negro. Because some people would say, oh, man, why are you trying to sound all smart? Are you trying to sound smart? It's the idea and ideals actually have two different meanings. Um, I, I'm speaking from experience. I've had, I've had friends of mine say that. Um, I don't know why I'm on this vocab thing. As I just said, friends of mine, I remember I used to say minds, and I had a teacher say, no, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, plural. Uh, plural is still mine. You don't say, yeah, and, uh, the, that's minds. Uh, yeah, but but as Mike said, the English language in general is is uh, very very flawed and confusing. So I understand um, how people feel. Like even the word at when I hear people say "ax," when you ask, can you ask me a question? That's uh, now Mike is laughing, uh, but I you hear it all the time, and and it just comes from. Um, just bad training. You can rectify it, but it's hard if you have a lifetime's worth of, worth of acts, and then suddenly someone tells you, "Nice ask." It's gonna be hard to cut that out. It's gonna be hard to to axe the word "axe" out of your vocabs, you Larry. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, on this week's episode, we will ramble for ten minutes before we get into anything. What's going on in the world, man? Uh. The elections just occurred yesterday, uh, um, but by the time you hear it, they were last week. <laughs> um, did you all vote? Didn't you vote? I saw the cover of the Daily News said, uh, "You know what? Newspapers are so childish with some of their with some of their headlines, and now they have to do it to and be sensational." 
in order to, you know, lure people into and it. And they got me because I was I was getting a bagel this morning and it had a picture of President Obama's, uh, you know, change and hope, uh, you know, mural or poster from his his first run in 2008. And instead of it saying hope, it said, nope. <laughs> Because Republicans, because Republicans controlling the house, I just thought I was like, y'all is it dirty? Like because you rewind a couple of years, and every every newspaper had hope on the cover, and like, guess we're 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 unified and we're one. And we're gonna we're gonna make change. Change is important, and it's going to happen together. And fast forward some years later, and. You know, no one's, no one's, here's what President Obama's presidency has taught me. People, everybody, no one is going to be fully happy. They're always going to find something wrong with what you do and why you do it. So why even bother? You know, like, I don't, I don't understand. Why would you want to become president? Because they say, it's the most powerful powerful position in the world. Y'all can keep it. I like slinging these jokes, man. I like I like being funny for a couple hundred people, a couple thousand people at a time. Um, if y'all see me in a movie, and that's fine, and, and some hundred thousands or millions of people see it, that's even better. But you go into it knowing what you're going to get. You're, you're, oh, there's a comedian. Okay, well, he's supposed to be funny. Oh, he's going to, uh, he might offend some people and everybody's not going to be happy. Can't make everybody happy, man. Which Chris Rock just learned, which I'm Rock already knows. Um, for those that don't know, Chris, uh, Chris Rock just hosted uh, Saturday Night Live this past weekend. Um, Mike just asked me if I saw it. I didn't. I actually, I was, um, I was about to go on stage because Chicago's an hour behind. I was on stage uh, when it occurred, so I caught, I caught, uh, I caught part of Weekend Update. So I saw a shout out. You know what? What was a nice moment for me during this past uh, this this Chris Rock Prince episode of. Uh, of Saturday Night Live, not just as a, as a former cast member, but as a just a fan of it and fan of comedy, is um there was there was a moment at the Weekend Update desk, and and it's funny because I don't think a lot of people really pay attention or notice it, which which this is where you say America is feeling America's not post racial, but you're becoming more comfortable. In that you're seeing more faces of color on television, they still need to diversify more so than they are because now it seems like okay, well, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna have a race, it can be only one. It's that Highlander mentality. Okay, well, we'll have the Asian, we'll have the the gay Asian friend or the the intelligent uh, East Indian friend or the. The hip black friend that has wild hair, you know, it's like as soon I cut my hair, I had I've had an afro for the last decade, and now they start casting the big haired Negro on every show. Every show, every commercial has a brother with the biggest nappiest afro 
uh, that they could find. And there's also talent attached to it as well. But I just, it's, it's funny. So anyway, I'm watching SNL. Uh, I'm watching Weekend Update. And uh, Michael Che, uh, who's, who's a buddy of mine, he's, he's, uh, he's the co-anchor uh, with, I think the, his name is uh, Colin Jost, I think, or Jost. Um, and, so, and so I'm proud and happy for Mike. Like, as a matter of fact, Che, uh, I, I, uh, it was funny because when Che got the gig, he, he, well, his, his was funny about his, uh, his, his sort of, um, I don't know, his, his trajectory because uh, Che is a writer. He's a stand-up and then he got hired as a writer on SNL. And then earlier this year, he got hired by The Daily Show, got hired by The Daily Show as an ordinary correspondent. And then SNL just hired him as a, uh, yeah, SNL hired him as the new Cold Weekend Update uh, anchor. So because of that, um, you know, this is the first time in history that there's been a, a black anchor on Weekend Update. So that's, uh, that's called progress. Yeah, man. This is the first time Mike just said, is it really? Yes, it's the first time. First time ever. Uh, so I'm watching and, and he's doing his thing. And then, uh, as many people know, um, oh, well, before that, he when, when he when he got the gig, uh, I, I texted him and I said, awesome. Congrats, fam. And he texted me, thanks, Dean. I made the wall. <laughs> And by that he means, see, it is, I've mentioned it before, but on the 17th floor of 30 Rockefeller uh, Plaza on the SNL offices, there's a wall that leads to the writers, the writing, the offices. And they're the headshots on the wall. They have everyone's headshot from the original cast members of, uh, you know, Belushi and Jane Curtin and Chevy Chase. To you know the Eddie Murphy years, um, you see Damon Wayans on there, you know you see Sandler, Spade, uh, you know Jay Moore, you see uh, Demetra Vance, you see you know you see Tracy Morgan, and then you'll see me, and then uh, you see every cast member. So. You, if you're a writer walking down that hallway every day, six days, seven days a week, if you're going on Sunday, you're seeing those pictures. So it's got to be nice to see your picture on the wall. Um, I wonder I wonder if they've, because the wall ain't but so long, so I wonder if they've moved any of the pictures. Because, yeah, because I remember, I think we were right before the entry to... The offices, so I wonder if they had to extend it now. You have to walk past to see the rest of the pictures because there's so many. Guess I mean it's 40, 40 seasons later. Uh, so, so my man, um, actually, shoot, Michael Jay's on the wall. Uh, my boy Farrell, Jay Farrell's on the wall, and now my girl uh, Leslie Jones is on the wall. So that's that's gotta be a dope feeling. But bigger than that, I'm looking at the update desk, man, and I said to myself, yo. Uh, Jay Farrow and um, and Kenan Thompson did this bit where they were playing 
They were playing uh, Cat Williams and Suge Knight, which which was it was funny. It was a real funny sketch. But then there was a moment I'm looking actually when when they pitched pitched it back to Michael Che and they said uh, this has been weekend update. I'm going just I'm Michael Che. It pulled back and I was like, yo, they're three brothers sitting at the uh, at the update desk. So I got I, I, I didn't get misty eyed, but I got a little proud. I got I, I was happy to uh, see that. And uh, you know, you think about it, they they are actually five black people on cast members, five black cast members on SNL because you have right now you have Keenan Thompson, you have uh uh Jay Farrell, you have Michael Shea, uh you have Sashir Zamata, I think. And you have Leslie Jones, you know, so it took a while, but but you know, I know the 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 Daily News said nope, but you know, I'm still saying there's some there's there is some hope left at 30 Rock. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was uh it was a uh, it was a funny episode, wouldn't you say so, Chewy? <laughs> Yo, so Mike. Mike brought me this thing. He knows I'm a big Star Wars junkie. And he brings me this book that says Star Wars. How to Speak Wookiee by Wu Key Smith. Oh, Wu Key Smith. Wu is W and then middle name K, capital K, small E-E, and then last name Smith. Wu Key Smith. Illustrations by Jake. And lack of community. But here's what's funny. As I listen to... Um, all of the 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 chewy grunts. I actually recognize where some of these came from in the movie. Like this one, this is there was a scene in Empire Strikes Back. This is number ten on the button. There's a little uh, little vocoder or what have you uh, that's shaped like Chewbacca's head, and you press different buttons to get different <laughs> different. Roars or growls or whatever, and so number ten, I recognize this is where uh, in Empire Strikes Back, where <laughs> where Darth Vader, uh, well, hold on, well, well, uh, Lando Calrissian, which who for whatever reason, I guess because he's black, I almost said Le- Leon Calrissian, um, you know, you know, Billy D. Williams, like, hey man, Leon is too racial. Can we call him Lando? I look like you see my hair. I look like. Hey, I look like Orlando. I drink Code 45. So when he's about to sell out Han Solo and, and the crew, and for anybody that's like, oh, man, you're giving it away. You know what? The statute of limitations on giving away um, any parts of The Empire Strikes Back passed a good 25, 30 years ago. So we're good. Uh, so as 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 they enter this uh, this dining room, they see Darth Vader and Chewbacca... Hits him with this. Say it, Chewy. And then you hear, and they shoot the blasters. And then uh, Lord Vader pulls the blaster with his with his uh, force power. He, he force draws the blaster into his hand. You see it fly across the room. And then Vader says, "We would be honored if you would join us." <laughs> I'm such a Star Wars nerd. Don't you think? I'm sorry, Chewy. I, you know, I, um, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, Mike. I want to tell you, thank you, man. I, I'm gonna. 
Chewy, would you would you thank him for us? That means I really meant it, you know? I really meant it. This is so childish. It really is so childish. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna annoy my family with <laughs> I'm gonna annoy my family with this thing. I, I thought it was pretty funny too, Chewy, don't you? <laughs> I, I know what you mean, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, you just gotta, you do not understand how I feel about it, baby. Uh, oh, so anyway, back to Chris Rock. Rock um, in his monologue, which I didn't see until the day after, because uh, I showed up, um, I got to the club. I actually, I had DVR'd, I recorded, but I forgot to, um, I was like, you know what, I'll watch it on YouTube or when I get back home. And, excuse me, um, my, my host for the weekend out at the good old Schomburg Improv, uh, Mike. Mike, what's Mike's last name? I'm actually getting better at remembering everybody's name, but... Currently, Mike, you're, you're Mike right now. And that's what I'm going to go with. Is it Mike Malloy? Anyway, so Mike's like, yo, when I, when I get there on Sunday night, Sunday evening for the final show, he says to me, yo, he's like, did you, uh, did you see or hear about Chris Rock's uh, monologue? Mike Maxwell, that's it. At the Mike Maxwell, as I had to go to Twitter to remember. Uh, Oh, you didn't see the monologue, Mike? Oh, so he says, I said, oh, what happened? Was it funny? I expected, you know, Rock to bring it. Because last time he hosted, which was, I think, like 16 years ago, might have been more. Might have been in, you know, I think he hosted right after Bring the Pain when he got what's called the the package. I remember Chris Rock said, yeah, the package. Jerry Seinfeld coined, coined it the package. It's when after you become the hot new comic to know or comic to watch. Um, then they, you know, you do the special, then they give you the TV show, then they give you the book deal and you do the movies. And uh, yeah, so so here's the thing. So, so Rock decides, which I commend, in his monologue, um, keep in mind this is this is coming right on the heels of uh, them opening the world the new World Trade Center up for business. Uh, so Rock had a joke about the and, oh and uh, actually his um, his monologue was delivered hours really before the New York City Marathon. So he he makes jokes about um, well his was funny. He, he referred to or referenced, he referenced the New York City Marathon, the Boston Marathon, and 9-11. But he also made sure to say, you know, we, we're survivors and we've all uh, survived and triumphed and we won't let the terrorists win, all that rhetoric. And then in the midst of his set, he... Uh, Cause I saw him actually when we shot when we were shooting um, Top Five, uh, which actually is in theaters uh, December fifth. That's what he did SNL because he was promoting his his uh, movie uh, that he wrote, directed, and stars in 
Uh, used to be called Finally Famous, now it's called Top 5. And you can catch your boy Dean Edwards in that movie, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm in it, Mike. I ain't tell you. Yeah, I'm in it. Vessi worked on it. Vessi actually, Vessi's uh, probably the first person that, um, first person aside from Chris Rock that said to me, you're, you're still in it, you know, because Rock, I ran into a couple of times at the cell, and he was like, yeah, you're still in it. You didn't get cut. You ain't on the cutting room floor yet. So I was like, all right, well, good. Hopefully, hopefully my scene makes it. And then Vessi uh, went to a couple of, uh, first he went to a rough edit screening, and he was like, yo, uh, Dean, yo, dude, it was funny. You, you, you. I was like, oh, word? As a comedian, you're like, I just want to know, did I get get laughs? He was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, you, got, you got, got a nice laugh. You got a, you got a, got a big one off of it. Um, and then uh, he saw it again uh, more recently, and he's like, nah, you're still in it. And he was like, all right, good. And then uh, a couple of my friends uh, in uh, comics that I know on both coasts, both the East and West Coast, uh, my boy Tony Baker out there on the West Side and... Uh, Mimi, uh, is it Mimi Simpson? When he's uh, in, in New York, um, they both saw it and, and sent pictures saying, yeah, you know, good job. Uh, so I was like, okay, good to hear. But um, Rock's promoting that. And so the joke references 9-11. It references, it points out actual realities. And, you know, the reality is after you, you've run 26 miles the last thing you want to do is hear someone, someone yell, "Run! You're exhausted. You're you're tired." The, that was the gist of the joke. I'm not going to sit here and uh, attempt to uh, recreate it, but yeah, that was the the basic idea behind the joke. Was yo, um, the, after you run all that time, the last thing you want to do is hear someone yell, "Run!" Then he um, then he also spoke about. Uh, September 11th. Um, and it's funny because Patrice O'Neill actually did a joke um, some years, obviously years ago because he's not with us anymore in the physical form. And Patrice um, actually said, you know, it might have been on his Comedy Central uh, half hour. He was saying how, uh, you know, back then, um, what did he say? Oh, he says, uh, yeah, you know, Americans, we move on really quickly. And he was like, you know, hey, we're we're maybe ten years from it being it just being Tuesday off. You know, where nine eleven's a holiday. And Rock um went went a little more in detail saying, you know, we're we're only a couple of days before it's uh it becomes a sale at Macy's or you go to Red Lobster, they're like, yeah, get all-you-can-eat shrimp for $9.11, you know. Uh, and that was, I thought that was funny, too. And then he also mentioned the the new World Trade Center. And I think the gist of that joke was that you, uh, that why would you build it in the same exact spot? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mike is reading the transcript right now. Um, why would you put it in the same exact spot? He got robbed on 48th and 8th back in the day, and and he's never been back to 48th and 8th again. Um, so I, th I thought it was funny. I think people, I think, unfortunately, people uh, are mistaking their patriotism. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a funny line. 
Rock said, who's the corporate sponsor? Target? Target? <laughs> That's funny. I think it's, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I still think it's funny. I think people need to lighten up and, and we, we, you know, we're living in this era. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I saw, I saw a bunch of the, uh, so a bunch of the 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 controversy, but I, and now you know you get the the pundits and all the 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 people on the right saying this was anti patriotism and this is terrorism and it's for you know the terrorists win when Chris Rock gets on a a comedy show and jokes about to, he wasn't he was because if you if you really read the transcript he's not he's not not even bad or not he's not joking about terrorism. He's he's using them as reference points to to make fun of the fact that y'all put this building in the same place and made it taller. So, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, and I, I, you know what? I don't know if I've ever. Uh, well, I, I doubt. I, I've had people like every so often you'll get a heckler that attacks you or doesn't like. Anyone, every every comic I know, I, I'm I'm Mike is saying you're pretty clean, but I, I remember, uh, and maybe I spoke about this before, where where uh, after my dad died, I was talking about death, you know, I was talking about uh, death and dying, and mentioned a deer getting hit, and this woman got of offended, and I had to deal with her, but um, you know, that's yeah. Well, she here's what's funny. She was she was upset at an imaginary deer. It wasn't even a real wasn't even a real deer. It wasn't even Bambi. It wasn't wasn't an animated deer. It was just deer referred to on the stage. Hypothetical deer. And this woman got offended. Shut up, shut your mouth. Huh. <laughs> mm. I just had to take a sip, a sip of my water. Um yeah, so that's I guess that's that's what you deal with. I, I I haven't watched the rest of the uh rock episode other than part of Weekend Update and his monologue. Oh, Mike saying there were a couple of flubs, a couple of flubs, <laughs> and the flubs happened, man. <laughs> I, I know I've flubbed before. Flubs have flubs, especially with live TV, man. Because flubs, did, let me ask you this: when he flubbed. Did he make? Did, well, because when you you can't forget the lines because there are new there are cue cards everywhere. Oh, so uh, Mike's saying that something must happen, and it's it, it's likely it is likely that the the cue card person messed up. The, the The sucky part about having cue cards is that if the person that is holding the cue cards holds them up in the wrong direction, um, you can't. You you're the one you're still taking the dive for it. Chewbacca knows what I'm talking about, right, Chewie? Exactly, man. I mean, I do not understand. I remember I had a, a cue card gentleman. He held up uh, the cards backwards. You know, <laughs> he held them up. He if I had two cue cards playing Red Man, he held up uh, cue card number two when he should have been holding up number one. Yeah, and Mike is saying that's what happened with Chris Rock. So, Rock, I know your pain, baby, but I think you'll be okay, huh? I was, I was Red Man, and and uh, 
Sarah Michelle Gellar was playing uh, Britney's. No, no, was playing. I'm sorry, Britney. Don't hate me. She was playing uh, a very dirty Christina Aguilera because Red Man was on the remix to that. And dude held up them them cars out of order, man. And I was yeah, my my red man was just like I I didn't even know what to say. So I just stood there dumbfounded. <laughs> I looked like a fool. That's one of you asked the highs and lows. That was definitely a low, because the show continues with or without you. And I just had to. And then what made it worse was uh he he held up the line i'm trying to think if they you know what if that if that actually if that episode plays and repeats i wonder if it does in vh1 so so they must they must show oh you said they air my seasons on on vh1 i didn't know that um but because of that that, that means they probably show the uh the dress rehearsal episode. Um, and that, that's what's more frustrating because you're like, you got it right during the dress rehearsal, dog. Why are you holding up the wrong order on the live show? Do that on the dress show. Ah, it, it, it just, it, it, it befuddles the mind. As I, I know, Chewy. I mean, ima- imagine how I felt. That's exactly how I felt, man. That's like the words, words, English words cannot express what you just said so eloquently. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard out here for a pimp. You know? Uh, <laughs> I'm being childish. I don't be childish. So what's coming up? I got to, uh, by the time y'all hear this, I'll have been to Portland. Uh, put my foot in these kids. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not looking to forward to flying across country, but somebody's, somebody's gotta do it. Damn it! Why not? Yeah, it's not just straight across. That's <laughs> Mike says. It's not just di- straight across. That's diagonal. Yeah, we going to the Pacific North, the 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 edge of America, as some people would call it. Uh, as always, um. You know what? Um, yeah, make sure stay on me about the website. Um, the website is being worked on. The publicist Mia, shout out to Mia, and and Regina working on the uh, site. I'm looking for. I'm excited about it. Uh, and they've done they've done a, they've done a fabulous job with the Facebook fan page, and I appreciate um, them doing such a great job with the Facebook fan page because now now everything is at I am Dean Edwards, with the exception of the site. Still Dean Edwards Dot Um and yeah. Um so we had fun in Chicago, going to Portland, um in Tampa. I'm in, T- in Tampa next next month. Gotta go to Tampa next month, man. Gotta go to Tampa. Oh, you know what? Also, for those who don't know, um, yeah, they just added me. I think I'm doing MLK weekend again at uh at Gotham Comedy Club. Yeah, they uh it's funny because I actually reached out to the club directly. I didn't wait for my agents. I just said, you know what? You guys always give me MLK weekend, so I'd like to have MLK weekend again this year. You know, that that's that's become uh it's become my weekend, damn it. And I take it. Well, the holiday weekend is always great. Um 
especially at Gotham. And, and like I said, we sold out uh, We sold out two out of the five shows. Hopefully my boy Harris Stanton can uh, rock out with me. Um, and he's he's healed up enough so that the the doctors clear him to get on stage and rock out with a brother. And you know who knows? Maybe you'll hear some of the some of the cats that we've had on the podcast in the, in the last couple of months that I'm such a fan of. Which by that I mean Greer Barnes and maybe Ted Alexandro, uh, Mark Theobald, just some brilliant and funny comedians. Uh, I also always have uh, Veronica Mosey if I can. I, get her to, you know, do a spot. But to me, one of the funniest comics I know, female or male, she's just a funny cat. And also, um, uh, Marion Groden hosts usually for us. So we'll see if Marion is uh, is going to host and rock out with us. I'm, I'm looking, I'm always looking forward to that, Mike, because uh, I get to rock, rock the new, the new joints, you know, hit people with some of the greatest hits because, well, that's what y'all want. Um, but also, Turn, turn. I don't need to turn up. I want to turn medium. I don't want to turn all the way up. I like to turn a little medium. <laughs> Halloween just passed. Um, I was uh, I was actually out of town, but it worked out well because I was able to return home to a lot of candy laid around, which is perfect for me. I'm not a big candy person, mind you. But I like my Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I ain't gonna front. I'm looking for a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup right now. Um, no, no Almond Joys. No, no Milky Ways. It's funny. I'm not big on candy like I used to be. The Army kind of knocked that out of me. Because when you're going through basic training, they, they don't... Well, you're going through basic training, they, they deny you all the pleasures and, and fun. <laughs> you're just training. You're working hard. And learning how to be a good, a good little soldier. So um, by the time I got out of basic, I was like, eh, I don't miss it. I really don't miss it that much, you know. Um, what else can I share with you guys, you know? Uh, I'm not saying I was unprepared this weekend. Um, but I just, I, I'm rather zen. I think, I think I'm still on Chicago time. Maybe that's it. The started... Started rocking my blazer. You know, I did did a little run this weekend where I said, you know, not just the top goes, I'm going to rock a blazer on stage. So I rocked the blazer with the button down. It's kind of clean this weekend, Mike. I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. The fans would all appreciate it. So um, is, is, it, is the toy, is the uh, ever and always Toys R Us kid growing up? No. Just changing up. Changing up. Got to give people a little different flavor every so often. New stuff is working out, Mike. Can I just say, uh, you know, the, the 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 new material is working out. I'm actually, I'm actually tonight. Um, by the time y'all hear this, it, it will have been a a great show. But um, we we are doing an all things comedy show tonight as part of the New York Comedy Festival, the Toyota Comedy Festival, I should say. Um, yeah, we're doing this all things comedy show at the stand, New York City, with myself, Ari Shafir, Nick Nick DePolo, uh, my man Brody Stevens. I love Brody, man. Brody's a good dude. Uh, ben Kissel, Jordan Klepper, myself, obviously, and a couple other comics. So, um, by the time you'll hear this, we 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 tore the roof off uh, that particular show, and um, 
and look for them to do more of those. I, I know they do. You had all things comedy showcases out. I'm sorry to make all of you yawn that just listen because I yawned and therefore you just yawn because that is the power of the pod. I know I did just have a, a vitamin vitamin C shake uh, where I blended up a bunch of vitamin C uh, in the Nutribullet <laughs> and just doused it with water. Someone, uh, a trainer told me that, and this could be wrong, but she said uh, taking, you should take more than the, uh, if you really feel under the weather, or feeling something coming, take, she said 10,000 milligrams of uh, vitamin C. Um, I, I did, I did six. I just took six. I did, does it work or doesn't it work? No, no, I feel fine. Oh, I'm saying before I took it, I felt a little itch in my throat. So, um, and I know when you take, uh, what's it? Airborne? Airborne is 2000. So I just boosted it by, by three and took six. Because my mathematical skills are off the cheesy. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, lost my train of thought. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they, they've done a bunch of these shows, these all things comedy showcases to promote everyone's different podcasts. All the guys I just mentioned have podcasts on uh, on the uh, All Things Comedy Network, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not sure if the Paulos is on All Things Comedy. Maybe it is. I know my boy Big J is, uh, is if he's not yet, he is one of the new acquisitions of talent on all things comedy. So I'm looking forward to hearing what Jay has to say and does and hopefully getting him back on uh getting him back on the couch because we always have a have a lot of fun. Yeah, Jay, Big Jay. Big Jay Okerson. If you're into rock music, uh thrash metal or what have you, or just like uh your white guys large with with chains dangling from their hip. Um Big Jay is for you. You know? I think it's time to wrap it up. How long have we gone? We've gone a good good 45 minutes. I haven't really spoken about anything, and yet I spoke about so much. They they legalized marijuana in D.C. for recreational purposes? Oh, wow. I, I, listen, I had, I had no idea. Uh, that's good to know. And at, this, and at the same time, uh, my boy Ricky Pryor in Tampa or Ebor City just hit me to talk to Bob. So I got to get my boy Ricky Pryor. Ricky Pryor. Ricky Pryor. That's, his, that's how you're supposed to say his name. Ricky Pryor. Ricky. Uh, we're going to get Ricky on the shows in Tampa when I'm down there in December. Did he just hiss? Oh. Got some beef, son. You know, you hissing me, you going to get this. You know what I'm saying? I don't play. I don't play that. You know what I'm saying? Chewy, sure. Hey, I even had one. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, I don't feel like I gave the people enough on this episode. Maybe, maybe it's just my energy is low. Maybe I just miss Joseph. Um, like I said, hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, yeah, man. 
you know the routine. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at I am Dean Edwards. Because that's who I am. Um, uh, now, Facebook fan page at I am Dean, or just I am Dean Edwards on Facebook. Um, and, you know, check the website for the, the upcoming dates. Um, you can catch me. Catch me somewhere in your town, somewhere near you, but also all my New York crew get ready because uh, early January, I believe January, I'm going to say is it 16th, January 16th and January 17th, we will be at Gotham Comedy Club in New York City right there on 23rd Street. Get your tickets early. Get them now because uh, we sell out, man. So The only thing, you know, the, the hardest thing at... Uh, Gotham, there's no real area to really meet and greet because it's, uh, it's a long always. So there's no meet and greet or like people want to sell merch. There's no way to sell merch. But aside from that, it's a great club. That and also their Levity Live upstate. So I'm looking forward to seeing seeing all my New York crew, all my fam. Y'all make sure you come out. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week, Big Mike. As always, thanks for the sound, son. And listen. Uh, Nothing else remember as Nas said. Times is still matic. But even more than that, if you don't believe that times is still matic, as Chewie said. Two fingers, peasy. <laughs>